All right, man. Welcome back to another episode of IBT Sports Podcast. I almost said Club Club One Fifty Seven because I feel like a robot right now. Um, it's not like you made that mistake before. So. <laughs> we're back. Right. Um, it feels good, man. That draft, that draft night uh, special that we had, we missed. No, Kenny was here. We're gonna say nil miss. Popped in. Yeah, Kenny made sure he popped in. Um, I want to say that was really successful. I really enjoyed it. Um, I want to shout out to Otto and Myron. Um, we could definitely got to work with them in the future, um, especially Myron. Um, we I've, I've been talking to him a little bit, um, but like, man, I don't know what y'all think of the draft. The draft watch party. Have you guys had a chance to watch it back? It's four hours, but. Yeah, I haven't watched it all, but yeah. I've tuned in. It was definitely – I'm upset I missed it, but yeah. had prior commitments. But I'm glad to see you guys got two people to jump in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know, you saw my reaction for the Patriots pick, and we, we definitely saw your reaction for the Saints first-round pick. So Yeah, and I, and I looked – I was going to say, I, I was disappointed, you know, like – but I'm looking at – I see why they did that because Mickey – that's a – Mickey Luma said, hey, we're going to – we're gonna we're still in win now mode, even though other people are like, oh, I don't know if we agree with that because the quarterback situation. But you lose Trey Hendrickson, you go and re- try to replace him. So I can see why he did that. Thinking back and, and thinking about it. So and the Saints, you got to be in win now mode. I mean, think about it. Two years ago with Teddy Bridgewater, you went undefeated. Last year with Taysom Hill, you still want what five hundred at least. So you got to be thinking. Jameis Winston is not a terrible quarterback. Like, if you have the same pieces you had last year, you plug in Jameis Winston, there's no reason you shouldn't be playing to compete. And exactly. That's – hold on. I just want to make a note. That's a Falcons fan saying that, you feel me? Like, and we go at it all the time. But I was talking to somebody uh, – who was I talking to? I was saying – somebody was like, you believe in Jameis. I'm like – we – like, people are quick to forget. Um, he's a competitor. He's a champion. Yeah, like um, he's done. He's done these things. He's got his eyes fixed. He had thirty picks, but he also had thirty touchdowns and five thousand yards. Right, like that's people so, forget. Like, yeah, it was thirty picks, but there you got to have five thousand yards there. Like, are you kidding me? You got to have some type of talent to do that. Even though numbers were crazy, it's just the turnovers erased or like overshined what he really did. But five K and thirty touchdowns is insane. Yeah. And plus one of those was a lot of those picks they were in like late game situations or really cost the Bucks that game. So they easily could have had a better record if Jameis fixed a lot of those um picks. Yeah, yeah definitely, season. definitely. But man, we, yeah, the, we and, I was gonna say we hopped right into it in the Yeah. But I, you can't say the Saints are in rebuild mode because to be in rebuild mode, you would not have signed Jameis Winston. You would have rolled with Taysom Hill and drafted a young quarterback. So I really don't understand that whole thing. Oh, the Saints are rebuilding this year. No, the Saints are not rebuilding. If they're rebuilding you don't pay to James Winston. And I think if they rebuild, they would have made way more drastic moves in the offseason by letting people go to clear the cap space. Yep. They did not do that. They doubled down. We don't know what's going to happen next year. So right now, they. I, and another thing I want to say for the Saints is we can obviously, re, we're going to, we can all recap all our picks. Um, I really like the corner they got out of Stanford. Um, I watched a lot of film on him. Uh, I believe it is Paul Adelbo. I believe it. I think that's his name. Or Paulson. I, I think so. I forget. I, I forget his full name. Uh, really lengthy corner. And Kenny Trill uh, Williams. Trill. That, listen, that, that, that's, that's one. Uh, that's one a, drafted. 
That's a phenomenal un, uh, undrafted free agent because he was projected on the fifth round in a lot of uh, drafts I've seen. So yeah. to grab him is huge. Yeah, and I, I watched some film on him too. Yeah, plus the Saints also grabbed uh, the Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book. So I so, think that was a reach. Oh, hundred percent. That might have been the biggest reach of the draft. Reach, but they. But then again, they may have did some film on him. He's 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 not like super mobile, but he can still move. I like the pick, but I don't. At fourth round, there were still people there. The fourth round, like that, you could have that you they they could have got. Like I say, they go and grab another another DB, just because, like because the Saints are going to eventually need it with Dennis, the way Dennis, Dennis Allen runs his. His fucking uh, defense. He loves to have five uh, five thousand safeties on the field. Well, when you look at the division you're in, look at all the receivers in Carolina, all the receivers exactly. in Atlanta, all the receivers in Tampa. You <laughs> cannot have enough DBs if you're going to be in the NFC South. Right, you need them. But what uh, what do you think about your picks, Kenny? Uh, I loved everything the Falcons did. I mean, Kyle Pitts. I, that was he's the second best player, maybe third best player in the draft. So grabbing him is mm-hmm. phenomenal. It sets your future up well. Uh, Richie Grant, I really loved him as a safety. I was surprised to see that he was the second safety taken off the board, and but um, Morig uh, still was on the board, so it was kind of crazy to me to still see. But I like Richie Grant a lot. Um, I think the offensive lineman who grabbed in the third line, uh, third round, was very capable of being a starter. He probably could have been a second round pick. And we also grabbed the center out of was it? He was from Stanford, I believe. But um, he also they said he's going to challenge for a starting job too. So I love everything Atlanta did. I mean. There were no elite level yeah, uh, edge rushers. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Pitts tight end, Richie Grant, D, mm-hmm. uh, Central Florida, uh, Jalen Mayfield, old lineman from Michigan, yeah. uh, Darren Hall, cornerback from San Diego State. San Diego State, I like him a lot. Oh, you guys had, wow, you guys were loaded. Two fourths, mm-hmm. three fifths. Mm-hmm. Nice. You got you got back-to-back D linemen out of Texas and Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, we went and got a center out of Stanford. A yeah. corner from uh, Boise State. and then But he's team. really – Lawrence, you'll like him. Check his tape. His special team game, he, he is different. Who is it? That, the one from Boise, the corner. Okay, other corner, Avery, uh, Avery Williams. Yeah, he won, like, special teams player of the year, like, every year he was at Boise. He's definitely he's, – he's a fun player to watch. Uh, but there were no elite-level edge rushers, and we really needed edge rushers, so I, I like that we didn't reach on one, and we're just mm-hmm. going to roll the dice for this year and see what happens next year. But I think the Falcons are really well this year. All right. What about you, Phil? What do you think of the the Patriots I mean, picks? Obviously, you you guys saw you Lawrence, you saw my reaction about the Mac Jones pick. Well, actually, getting some time to think about it because I my reaction was like out of this world because I was so upset that the Bears got um, Justin Fields at eleven. <laughs> but at the bright side, you know, they got Mac Jones at fifteen for nothing. He, he, I mean, we're we're used to having non mobile QBs minus Cam, so I mean, I guess I could like that pick. It's like, I'll, I'll, so you what what really happened was you needed a uh, you needed a, instead of the mid the mid mid tier high low you needed bit. that you needed that high you needed the high mid tier low type yeah. thing mm-hmm. to get him you feel me right. like we'll, that's we'll what sure, happened we'll, we'll make sure we'll play that week by week to make sure we get that pick so. and then um my, my favorite pick though the Christian Barmore pick in the second round he's yep. supposed to be a mm-hmm. um, he's supposed to be a round one talent that Pages traded up early in the second round to grab him. So yep. it's just pretty much the Patriots have that philosophy right now of loading up the defense since our quarterback it, situation is questionable at best. So it's pretty much like Brady's early years to stack up that defense. Plus we got an Ed Rusher from we got an Ed Rusher from Georgia or a different school. I forgot which one, but then the rest were uh, linebacker, offensive line, and we got uh, Trey Nixon 
wide receiver like our, our, with our last pick. So I wish. Yeah, we'd so you guys, back. you guys went quarterback, D line, uh, D end, yep. um, running back, linebacker, safety, O line, and the receiver. Yeah, the we got, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't see why we got a running back because the running back room is crowded as it is with Burkhead, Mitchell, Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, White, well, because so. Bur- Burkhead is old. You're not yeah. going to bring back Michelle. Injured as well. So that, that's going to leave Harris. So running backs, you bring in. Wait, running thought, backs they said Harris and who else is supposed to be the one-two punch? James White. And who? James White, I believe. They said James White? They're not it's bringing either, Sony? It's either him or Sony but, at this point. Sony's there, but they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, I believe. Oh, because I saw, I saw, I don't know if I saw a tweet or something, but it said something about somebody being a one-two punch with Harris. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't, I can't remember the name though. Um, yeah, they got a, they got a ton, ton of backs there, but I don't think a lot of them will be there next next season. So that's why you probably brought one. In. Oh yeah, that's what it was, Kenny. It was uh Paulson uh Debo. Okay, from Stanford. I kind of wish that they drafted, you know. Cornell Powell from Clemson. There's a lot of hype around him, but you know, Trey Nixon will do all right, I guess. Because I still, the one thing I wish that that the Patriots could need to fix before the season uh, starts is the wide receiver room. But everything else, I think, decent draft overall. For the Patriots. Yeah, I was surprised to see the Falcons not take a running back. So uh, they really must believe in Mike Davis just being their gap guy. But then they they brought in uh, Javion Hawkins from Louisville who was a really good running back, and I was surprised they actually went undrafted. So that might actually work out well for the Falcons because running backs, unfortunately, in today's NFL, they never make it past their first contract with their team. So this could work out well. Yeah, and I, I was about to say another thing, too, with the Saints. I feel like they went in, like, drafted positions that are – I'm happy they, posi- they drafted all the positions they did. Like, looking back at it, the D-line, linebacker, corner – quarterback, O-lineman, and then another receiver. Like, I feel like that's all stuff that they need anyway. So, um, they, got no. Pete, they got Pete Warner from uh, Ohio State, too. I got to watch his tape. Yeah, like, when I was looking at the Falcons, too, like, Santa Houston, it's, like, not really a lot of glamour guys, but these are, like, the drafts that build championship teams. Like, you get the, the – like, when your team stinks, you need so much, you just get best player available at a non-glamour position, and you watch them flourish. Right. Like I and I think back to uh when the Saints drafted uh Adam uh Troutman out of I think it was Stony Brook? Was it Stony Brook? It might have been Stony Brook, but he's the starting tight end now. And I think right. like what if the Saints don't draft him last year? Then they're stuck with a with no tight end because they let Josh Hill go, then they let Jared Cook go. Like they know what they're doing, man. For real. That's why they get paid the big bucks. <laughs> All right, man. Who do you guys think was the biggest winner um, of the draft? Biggest winners? Cleveland. Cleveland. I feel like the I feel like the Jags had a great draft too. Well, I look like the Cleveland had a decent draft, but I might you know might be a reach, but I don't like the Etienne pick. I wish that I think they could have got him later, but I feel like they needed to draft an O lineman over Etienne, in my opinion. But I, I, I don't get why. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just think that he, they should have drafted an O line more because mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, I can't understand drafting a running back in the first round when you just struck gold with an undrafted free agent and running back last year. 
Like what, what, what more did James Robinson need to do to prove to you that he's the guy? I, I guess I can't just like you struck gold and you have a cheap running back. Why do you now want to pay a first round running back? I don't understand that. Wild. Also the Panthers, I believe got a, had a good draft too. draft in JC Horn and Terrence Marshall just to shore up one of the biggest problems, the corner and to make that even probably the chief core for Sam Darnold even better. So I think they also had a good draft as well. I thought the Lions did really well. I think bringing in Penny Sewell is going to be huge for Jared Goff's development in Detroit. Um, I mean, I think that the Lions are a, a long way from actually competing in that division. But like I said about the Falcons, like this is the type of non-glamour draft you have that five years later we look back and say, wow, that really helped build that team. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I think Jags had a good draft. Um, the Browns obviously got more pieces that we're sitting here. We're sitting here like, damn, like they just got better. Like they got another, in, they got another inside linebacker that was just sitting there the entire draft. He's supposed to be what the top linebacker, right? JOK. Oh no. Michael was the Michael, best linebacker, yeah. but he was the second one. Okay. Yeah, and the hard drop to the second was crazy. Because of the heart issues, but he, he's cleared by doctors, so hopefully he's able to play a lot. Oh, so, so that's, why, that's why he dropped? Yeah, because oh. a lot of teams weren't sure he was going to pass their physical. But uh, to me, the real winner of this draft might be the Chicago Bears, because on, on draft day, you hear that Aaron Rodgers is not happy with Green Bay and doesn't want to be there, so he's not going to play there. All week we keep hearing he's not going to be there anymore. He's not going to be there. And they were able to get Justin Fields. Like, if, if Aaron Rodgers really is not there and Justin Fields turns out to be what we think he's supposed to be, why can't the Bears run that division for the next 10 years? Yep. Plus, Vikings, Vikings are hot garbage. Plus, have yep. that, that is having Jenkins to protect, to protect Justin Fields. When exactly. Smart. Very smart. Very smart. They brought back Allen Robinson on the franchise tag, and now Allen Robinson might sign their long term. Now, if you got Justin Fields on the football. Who's the who's the real loser of the draft? Do you think? I feel like the Raiders. I feel like they did they they reached on that uh, for their first pick in the draft. But look at it this way, because I saw someone said this, and it actually makes a lot of sense. Actually, it might even be Myron that said it. It's hard to him. Um, the first round they took Leatherwood, which was a huge reach, right? Probably was a second round talent. But in the second round, they got uh, Morick, the best safety in the draft, who was a first round talent. So if you flip those two picks. No one's talking about the Raiders making a dumb mistake. True. But Morrig is, is not there, then it's a bad pick. Right. That's a, so yeah. Morrig being there bailed them out for reaching the first round. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think uh, Pittsburgh should have went O-line instead of Najee Harris. Even though I, I no chance. Yeah. No, they, who, who are they going to hand the ball to if they don't take Najee Harris? Yeah, though? Them, yeah the running backs where, where, it in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but where's Najee going to run to if there's no O-line help? But you can get you can get O line in second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. You Najee Harris was was clearly the best running back, and you weren't going to find another running back as good as him in the draft later. Yeah, he's, uh, he's the loser for me. There, there's two: the Green Bay Packers because you just you can't get out of your own way with Aaron Rodgers. The day he says he wants to be traded, what do you do? The first round comes. There's wide receiver talent on the board, and you reach on a corner that's not even a top five corner in this draft class, you take him the first round. But you then – easily got Terrence uh, Marshall. Right. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to mend fences, you say, and that you do that. Uh, I don't understand that. And then uh, my next loser is the Houston Texans. You don't have many draft picks to begin with. 
I understand we don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson, but you just brought in Tyrod Taylor to be the backup, maybe your gap starter. And your first pick in the draft is in the third round, and you select a quarterback. Davis Mills, right? Davis Mills out of Stanford. What is wrong with you? You don't want to win. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I watch, you know, I'm watching the draft and the guys are trying to hype it up. Well, you know, if he would have stayed in college, maybe he would have been a top 10 pick next year. Do not hype this up. This team did not have many picks. They have too many holes. You have two quarterbacks in the quarterback room already, and you take a quarterback. Just say we're giving up on the year. Just say it. He said, just say it. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Um, I, I haven't really looked at, like, other teams that too much unless they're, like, really in my division. So I'm kind of kind of sneak dissing when I'm looking at the draft picks. I'm looking at the NFC South or the ones that really highlighted during the draft. So I can't really pick a loser. Um, let's get let's get right into some free agency moves, man. Casey Hayward is going to the Raiders. How y'all feel about that? Is I feel like I feel like it's a good move for them, but I feel like he's up there in age. It's like 32. Yeah. Right? So but he's uh, always he's always been a quality corner. He's smart. It's a death pick pretty much, but I like it. He's gonna be going to safety soon if you want to keep that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things where I'm, it's not going to make you better, but it ain't going to make you worse. Like, he'll be a good leadership guy in the locker room, and he'll make a couple plays here and there. Right. What about you? Oh, I mean, I pretty much said all. It's a great death pick. I mean, he's eventually he's up there in age. He's going to be a leader. I mean, if he does switch to safety, he can be a, a great mentor to Trevor Morig if he gets the opportunity, but – yeah, corner is one of those things that the Raiders had to fix, especially from last year. So, I like it. And then we got we got Richard Sherman. I I thought he was going to be signed by now. Um, he's what you said. Uh, if you, I'm not sure. Did you put something in the chat? There might have been another chat. I got somebody sent a TikTok talking I, about why um, Richard Sherman wasn't signed or something like that. I know the Seahawks and 49ers are both calling to bring him back. So yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say. And he was linked to the Seahawks earlier this week, and the Niners today were linked to him again. So I don't know. Right, it's a toss-up pretty much at this point. But you know, we won't get the, like the same Richard Sherman that you saw like from years past. But uh, probably a decent corner just spread his leadership around. Yeah, but his fo- his football IQ is so high though that he's worth it because what he can't do athletically anymore, he's going to make up mentally. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's the biggest part. Um, man, let's get right to it. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay after seven what seventeen years sixteen years sixteen discount double check he wants out Mister State Farm he wants out what's going on how y'all feeling about that that's seismic to the league too if that happens that's a whole shift whatever team he goes to if they have remotely two receivers we're in trouble. I mean, a receiver and a half. That's all he needs. <laughs> a receiver and a tight end. <laughs> that's all he needs. And we're we're in major, major trouble. Where could y'all see him going if he was to move? Denver, for sure. I mean, Denver has been one of like the most Denver. Don't, don't say that. Denver. Don't say that. Don't put him in no Denver. Hey. Lord. Jerry Judy, no offense. That could be. Oh, my goodness. That would be crazy. Jerry Judy. Another thing too, Jerry Judy is going to be a very good receiver, too, for a long time. And if you start off your career with Aaron Rodgers, like he had one season with Drew Lock, but if he ends up his career with Aaron Rodgers, who knows what how Jerry Judy can be? 
the rest yeah. of the season. Jerry Judy is a monster, man. Also, the Raiders are interested. I just say don't sleep on Vegas. Vegas. Big market. John Gruden. He can go and shake the eat the money tree. John Gruden. Listen, he likes Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers. If I get Aaron Rodgers, you kidding me? Aaron spider Rogers spider with... Y2 banana. We're running it on the goal line. He's going to be crazy. Derek Carr and his own car just to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Craziness. Um, I could see him. I could see him in Minnesota. Um, they're not. They're, the thing is, though, I don't think they ship them inside the division. Yeah, yeah sure. inside the division. There's no way they're gonna do that. Um, I can see AFC too. Yeah, that's, I, I just I, I find it hard to see them swapping him to some team in the NFC. What about they're not gonna want to have to go through him. Nah, Tennessee just paid Tannehill. They probably yeah, but for, if, they probably strapped for cash. Yeah, but, but if I'm Rogers trade, you can't call for him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> also, I mean, number twelve isn't used in New England as of right now. So, oh, all right, calm down. There yeah. we go. He you not call, he not coming there. The Why would he he not coming there, bro? Yeah. Your team your that, team is in shambles. You don't know if people are opting in this season again or not. Like, and he's he's leaving Green Bay because he feels like he don't have a say in anything. You think he wants to go play for the Patriots where he damn sure ain't gonna have a say in anything? Thanks. And get paid uh, nothing. <laughs> we can offer him mid to level high talent, so who knows? <laughs> but he'll make he'll make those guys better though, because one thing about him, he's uh he throws people open. Not many quarterbacks can do that. Also have two well, great tight ends already there. Yeah, I guess. I guess you guys are missing the main point of why he wants to leave Green Bay. Because yeah. he has no say. He said he, he his voice is not heard. You think he's going to, to New England and Bill Belichick is gonna ask for Aaron Rodgers input on anything? Because I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure all those all the marquee quarterbacks like they listen to Russell Wilson. I don't like getting hit. Right. We'll get him lineman. Mar, um what's the name ran for five hundred yards in the Super Bowl. What are they gonna do? They go mm-hmm. and get him an old line. Like, I'm pretty sorry. sure I'm pretty sure he got out of that game. He probably slept on it for 24 hours. He said, y'all better give me help. Or mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to have to – that cat pit is going to be coming because I want out of here. He's not going to really leave, but he probably said right. something. Like, look at Tom in Tampa, too. He wanted Gronk. They, they bring him Gronk. I want A.B. They sign A.B. You better make sure Godwin comes back. Godwin comes back. Like it, These marquee quarterbacks are knowing their worth now, and Bill Belichick is not going to let that fly. And I, So I don't see Aaron Rodgers saying, oh, I'll be happy going to New England. Thanks. And then, and then, man, what really got me mad about this, just watching this all this unfold, is Terry Bradshaw. Terry Brad, the same Terry Bradshaw that hid behind one of the best defenses in the history of the game, and the still curtain is talking about Aaron Rodgers is a piece of shit. His footwork is terrible, but he's bad. He's He's weak. He's a better quarterback than you are. I did not see that. Regardless of Super Bowl, yeah, he he's he was going at him on. Uh, yeah, he called him weak, and he said he has the worst footwork he's seen. Yeah, so kind of like kind of like when KD left uh, left OKC, pretty much what Stephen A was doing to him. Hey, he's weak. This is the weakest move by a superstar. <laughs> well, that was weak, but we'll talk about that after. This oh, is different man. because I don't I don't know how I love KD man. Say, I, I, I want to like this is. It'd be weak if Aaron Rodgers said, I want to leave and go play for Tampa Bay. That'd be weak. He's saying, I want to leave because you guys don't do anything for me. So I don't get how that 
how that's weird. I don't believe, like me personally, I have debates with people all the time about this. Like I, me personally, I've been on teams where I'm the like I'm the only. I feel like I'm the only person like like where that has or any remotely like super like superstar status on the field like playing, and that is the worst feeling when you like you look around and you're like damn like I like I literally have to run for three hundred and four TDs to have an opportunity to win this game and have the defense get two stops. Like no right, there's that's nothing awesome. worse than that. That's what I'm saying. That's all fine. Like Aaron Rodgers, like he's all. I, I completely respect his decision to want to go, but yeah. you, you don't. To me, you don't. I don't like the you can't be in a joint of kind of thing. Like so, if he were to go and then go play in Tampa Bay, then yeah, mm-hmm. now that, to me, yeah, that would be weak. But if he goes anywhere else, I completely understand. He's saying because I just I can't get over the hump with this team. I got to go somewhere else to get over the hump. I'm okay me, with that. Me personally, I would do. I would rather do what like what the Bron what Bron did be like. See all these other people struggling. They'd be like, yo, it's time. That's what I'm saying. They're like, they're not comparable moves. You, like, you're not winning. I'm not winning. I'm getting exactly. my ass with over here. I've already whooped you in the in the previous round. So like you might we might as just join together and then come together and all that. But the KD KD shit was crazy. But he did outplay everybody. But at the same time, you had a crazy cast around you. So people are gonna say it doesn't count. That's just how it goes, man. That's rough for him. Very, very rough. Oh, man. Okay. I've had enough of this with uh, all these other, like, other athletes. Like, they're, everybody's a world-class athlete in NFL, basketball, that DK wants to race in Olympic trials against people that do it for a living. He's fast on the football field because he's superhuman, but you're going to get, you're going to go, he's going to be going against people that, in the 100, 100, 100 yard dash at that. At that. Yeah, at least race Tyreek first. Else. I don't know. He's a, he's a the he's a you we saw that one that one play where he hawked uh I don't know who it was, but he's a person that it's the the long distance, the stride. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about quick yard quick distance, he doesn't have a chance because he's not gonna reach his high speed. So yeah, I I think so it's what just, y'all, yeah. What y'all think about him trying to get into the Olympics with that? It's disrespectful on the Olympic committee's part for allowing it to happen because you're taking someone who's worked their whole life for this, who actually might have a chance at helping Team USA. You're taking them out of the running to put DK Metcalf in there for what? So people will watch the trials because he's not going to make the Olympic team. Like let's just face it. It's no, not no, no, happen. no. I think how it goes is. He, the what he's doing is trying to get to the trials, so I think it's open to whoever. I think there's like a whole bunch of heats that. Okay, I thought they race. invited him to the Yo, trials no, no. already. No, 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 no. You had to, you have to get uh, invited to the trials from what he's trying to join. Well, regardless, he's yeah. still taking a spot from somebody because they're you're only allowed X amount of slots and wherever it is. So sure. there's still one person, no matter how you look at it, that DK Metcalf has taken their spot when they've worked for it. And I'm not saying DK is not fast and all, but. You've not been training to run Olympic trials your whole life like these people have. That's <laughs> a slap in their face to say you might be good, but DK Metcalf's going to be here, so we're going to let him run. Right. This is pretty much a move just to get you know clicks and views on if they ever if they do televise this, basically because mm-hmm. I mean if DK Metcalf is wanting wanting to go do this, then who's to say that you know uh, Tyreek Hill can be a swimmer or Olympic swimmer or anyone else can do any other things in the Olympics? It's just a smack <laughs> in the face, you know? like Kenny said. 
Only for the Olympics, though. Yeah, it just I, I think uh, I think I get it from the standpoint of people working hard. Um, by the same time, it is something that is universal across the athletes, especially people that play violent sports. They have to run, but I do understand oh, the slap in the face to the like people that have been working for it because I know track and field men, like just from talking to them, like all the stuff they go to to even try to get an opportunity as well. So. I mean, and like, think about it, like track and field runners, cross country runners, like their favorite part of the sport is everyone else's most dreaded part. Like no one likes running and they love running. And now DK Metcalf is taking that away from them. That's terrible. I mean, if, if you want to, you know, do an exhibition against them, sure. Why not? But like actually like being serious about it and going into their job, doing what they do, that's completely different. So, I don't know what DK's thinking with that. Although where it could be a benefit. Just play devil's advocate. Is if DK brings more publicity to the track team, that means they're going to get more of the sponsorship and stuff. So it's like a blessing and a curse. You're hurting one person to maybe help the rest of the team because now everyone's going to be invested on who makes the the USA track and field team. <laughs> oh man, that is very true. That is very true. Absolutely, man. Another thing we need to uh, to cover on IBT Sports Podcast here is MMA and boxing, man. We need to get into that because MMA is pretty much every weekend unless they take a break uh, to pick a site or something like that. Um, but in June, we got Logan Paul, the YouTuber. Um, I guess I don't, I don't know why people just say YouTuber, but like, I guess he's a YouTuber, but... Social media personality. Yeah, like personality, whatever you want to call him, influencer versus yeah. Floyd. Money Mayweather. How do y'all feel about that that fight going down? I think how it's going to go down. It's going to be boring. Their pockets are going to be a lot bigger at the end of this fight. McGregor McGregor said it well. McGregor just made a post a couple hours ago. Um, He said it's a bunch of bullshit, and it is. It is. Floyd, Floyd could come back. I get the money, but this is like you, you you say you're the best ever, right? And then the, I'm all for Floyd. I think he great, great fighter, all that. You went 50 and 0. You you beat your chest saying you're the best ever, but you're coming back fighting um, people from Japan. You coming back fighting well, Conor McGregor at the at that time was one of the biggest superstars in the world, so that was a good fight. But you're coming back to fight a person that fought another YouTuber, uh, out of shape former boxer. Uh, and it's going to be and Nate Robinson and Nate Robinson at that. Okay. Like how oh, much do you, Jake. Okay. Yeah. And how much do you against a YouTuber? That's it. That was Jake who fought Nate Robinson in the former MMA. Also is wait. Also is. Yeah. Jake. I didn't know they both. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I thought, thought it was the same. same I thought it was the same dude. Just a quick wrap up. Uh, Logan Paul fought another YouTuber named KSI. They had two fights. The first yeah. one in the draw. Uh, KSI won the second one. So Logan Paul currently does not have a win on his record. And his brother just finished up facing a former MMA fighter and Ben Askren after. Knocking. Oh, that's what I, I thought. thought it, was, I thought it was Logan. Fight. I thought it was a Logan. See, fight. I don't see. I don't give them enough time of day to even know the difference between the two of them. Yeah, they look similar. At the same time, I don't. I I don't know how Logan Paul got this fight with Mayweather, but I mean, if we if we have to give some credit to him, we have to give him some credit for at least getting this fight started in the first place. Floyd said, Floyd said, he about to get like 20, 30 million from it. Yeah, I said, I ain't giving no credit to Logan. His team is who gets the credit. 
Yeah. They said, how much money you want? And, and they said, they got that fight. And they probably said, they probably said, oh, you're going to get this and Floyd's taking this. And he's like, all right, man, he's going to be a millionaire if he, if he got, he's probably already a millionaire already, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's bad for Floyd because it's, bro, you, you beat your chest the whole time you were fighting to get that 50 and 0, and then you're doing this shit. You know, it's a lose, lose. Like, think about this for Floyd. If he wins, everyone says, Okay, you just beat a YouTuber you were supposed and to, the stones, whatever. But if you lose, your whole legacy's done. Done. Because right. he's going to say, he said, expo, uh, he said it was a, a, a expo, uh, what is it? Ex- exhibition. Exhibition, yeah. And he was like, uh, yeah, it's that, so it's not going to go on my record. But if you oh, get yes, knocked out, if you lose, the people are going to say that's 50 and 1, and you get knocked out by a YouTuber. And guess what? That one loss is going to be bigger than any of your 50 wins combined. If you lose, if you lose to Logan Paul, hang it up, and I, no one will ever call you the greatest boxer of all time anymore because you can't be. What What's interesting though is what if he? I don't think he'll do this. He's not this stupid though. Takes more what money if, to purposely lose. No, not no, no, not that, not that. He ain't gonna do that. He he gonna it's if 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 anything this too is much money if that. anything this is a probably already scripted and he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. For real, because it's I think that's. Yeah, I think just, that's I think that's what's gonna happen. But what if he comes back to try to fight Canelo? Yeah, I don't like I don't see it happening because Canelo actually will probably beat his ass at this point in his career. Canelo, you don't want to take the loss. The tank down too. Because Canelo just called him out. He said, "If I was at this time, I would have destroyed him. I would have destroyed Floyd pretty much." Which it might be true because he fought he he fought Canelo very very young. He didn't know what was going on in that ring. He was just swinging for his life. Hey, we all got to see how competitive Floyd, Floyd Mayweather is and how much money, more money he wants to make. If the bag is right, you know Floyd Mayweather can take it in a heartbeat. I, I don't. I think Floyd only comes out for fights that he knows he can win at this point, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he ain't fighting Canelo. There's there's some rumors of, of the undercard and some other people um, fighting in it, like you know Chad Ocasenko. So that's gonna be very interesting because I think th- I saw a clip on. Uh, TikTok or some other website that they were talking about on this podcast, and then, and then all the uh, Brandon Marks and all the other guys were saying, you're in, "If you do this, you're gonna end up like Nate Robinson with your booty in the air." Oh yeah, but oh, see, oh yeah, Chad Chad Johnson, right? But but I can't understand how <laughs> Brandon Marshall says, like I don't know how Brandon Marshall makes that comment when Brandon Marshall goes on first things first and literally with a straight face in all seriousness says that he can beat Deontay Wilder. Yeah. He said, you, like, so, you talk about so, oh, that was Channing. Yeah, I, and he said, you going to have your booty up in there. Yeah, he going to knock your ass out. Chad, Chad Ojasingo said he's going to be fighting on the card. So it's going to be interesting. He said he's been fighting since he started his NFL career. So I'm hoping, you know, he, I'm hoping he fights another celebrity. Because if he fights a boxer, he's going to end up just like Dave Robinson. I need him to fight Brandon Marshall because I'm tired of Brandon Marshall's mouth. He, so, I don't know what's going on with it. He thinks he's better than he is. That'd be very interesting. If he he's out. a very, very good player, but yeah, but he thinks he's better than he yeah, is. Hall of Fame. Real. He, he's going to be saying Hall of Fame soon. Watch, he ain't getting the Hall of Fame. But uh, did you see? Um, <laughs> did you see the I Am Anthony with Andre Johnson? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Where they asked him, they asked Andre Johnson who he would want to line up uh, on, on the other side of him, and he so quickly and so badly wanted to just say Ocho Cinco because, like, it's not even a question. But yeah, he didn't like, want to hurt Brandon Marshall's feeling. And, and Brandon's sitting there, and everyone's like, Brandon. 
I don't know what to tell you, but these receivers numbers, just don't want to hurt your feelings. You are not yeah, in their league. Bro, numbers, listen, that number shit is perfectly fine. But you ask, you ask well, most people, if you go and do a survey for 100 football fans, 90 of them motherfuckers going to say, they're going to say Ocho Cinco. Yeah. Like, he was filthy, like, at the end of the day. And he was doing that in Cincy. His Cincy. only bad year? was when he openly admitted he purposely had a bad year because he asked to be traded, and they told him you're too good to be traded right now, so he played like shit, so he'd get rid of him. That's the only bad year he ever has when he tried to play bad. <laughs> Plus his year with the uh, Under Woman, but, you know, that was later on in his career, so. Yeah, I was right. going to say that. That don't count. Yeah, don't count. For sure, but, man, Chad Ochoacenco, great talent, man. All the, I don't know, you think he Hall of Fame? I think he's borderline. I think it, it I think I think so when you weird. I think when you take everything to consideration, maybe if they if they if because he a pioneer of just the game, like you can't tell the NFL like that's what I always say for a Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. Can you tell their story without telling the NFL for when they're the time they played? Right. And Brandon Marshall. I could tell the NFL story 12 times. 12, 12 times. times, 12 different ways, and his name still don't come up. He he may have had the best numbers, but like who's who's playing around his his time? When well, he played. That, I mean, like Ocho high was high. when he was when he was first starting out. Ocho was 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 Ocho doing his thing. Larry Fitz was obviously always still there. Randy Moss, I believe. Yeah, uh, Randy Moss was and possibly so uh, Andre Johnson. Kelvin Johnson. He came in, in two thousand six. Yeah, so you got like Andre Johnson, Kelvin Johnson were the guys. No Roddy point. White was even doing things. At no point, what do you feel like? Do you guys feel like he was the best in the league? He had fifteen hundred yards. No, fifteen hundred yards in two thousand twelve. Fifteen hundred yards in twenty fifteen. Fourteen touchdowns and eleven touchdowns in the in two thousand twelve season. Brandon Marshall was never the best receiver in the NFL ever. Okay, I was just checking because I'd be listening like early on the episodes. He's like, I don't know, like he has this this like. I feel like he probably feels like he's unfulfilled his career. You can hear it in his voice when he talks about it. Like, when you're, like, you can even tell Ch- Chad doesn't even talk about his time playing unless somebody asks him, like, I used to tear I used to tear them up. Like, but Brandon Marshall had a random in the episode. Quick to bring it up. Just randomly, like, yo, I used to, you know, I used to be the best. And it's not like, but, like he'll, he'll be interviewing someone, ask him a question, be like, yeah, so, like, do you do this, like, when you're playing? Because I know when I was playing, this is, like, what I – like no one asked right. you when you were playing, there bro. Not, like, bro, there ain't nothing worse than that. I would not. I, me personally, I will never be that old head. <laughs> when I go back to Bloom, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, you doing your thing, bro?" I'm not gonna be like, "Yo, remember I was doing this and I, you know, I had I back yeah." Like I can't do that because I feel like, like I said, I feel like he's unfulfilled like his career. That's probably why he acts the way he does. He feels like he probably should be playing in the league right now, which is just not true. You feel me? Like, and he he even was talking about that early on. Oh man, but let's let's segue into um that good old fantasy basketball league Phil was supposed to win. Yeah, well, Neil's not here, and as the only IBTE person standing, I guess I can fill everybody in. All right. So I knocked off Neil last week in the semifinals. Yep. Phil got knocked off. Two weeks ago, right, Phil? Yeah, or was it? Yeah, by LaBella. So I'm now playing against Nick Brzez in the championship game, and I am getting mollywopped. It's not even close. It's over. 
There's not going to be an IBTE winner. It's going to be Nick. Salute to you. My team all got banged up at the worst possible time, but it's okay. I represented for us, and I got us to a championship game, guys. I'm sorry I couldn't pull it through. It's, it's 8-3 right now, so, you know. It's over. It's done. Yeah, it's, it's over. It's not a chance? No chance. No chance? What would happen? What would need to happen to come back? Uh, his Yeah, his team needs to get hurt, and my team needs to get healthy. <laughs> I lost Dennis Schroeder to COVID. So okay. I've been plugging and playing guards all week. It's just it's not. Uh, Jeremy Grant decided to get injured now. If you if you I'm looking at the stats right now, he he's not behind in some category in a lot of categories. So he's not like far behind. So you know I can't have any sort of faith. I don't want to give myself blind faith. So you know yeah, if I win, it'll be it's in a championship. It's not like it's the first round of the playoffs and it's just over. But but I, but I'm hurt. <laughs> I I lost Schroeder. Jeremy Grant's hurt. Christian Wood only plays like every other day now. Devontae Graham is out. I mean, ah, all I got is Brad Beal and Jokic at this point. All right, so let's, man, since we're talking about <laughs> lost hope, let's get right into the Lakers, man. Like, everybody's talking about the Lakers. I see it on Facebook, clowning Braun, because he finally has got one injury out of, after 18 years besides the, well, second injury. Or third, I'm going to say third injury total. Second one was, or the first one was the cramp in the, what, the playoffs? That wasn't an injury. No, you can't count that. <laughs> that's the only yeah. time we've seen him get hurt in any in any an fashion. He's never come out the game. So we're going we're gonna to count the cramp because he had to go that's to the locker room. Because he played the next game, though. It's not an injury. No, it's not an injury. <laughs> the, the heat in San Antonio was too, but they said they turned the AC off or something like that to cause him a cramp. Um, and then you had, obviously, was it 2018 where he, uh, the first year he got to the Lakers. Yep. yep. First year he got to the Lakers. I feel like that was a uh, oh, I'm about to chill to see what the team looking like. If we're gonna keep battling, who am I gonna be trading after the season injury? Um, that was then- a real injury. They were they were fourth in the West before he went out. Why would he purposely get hurt? That was a real injury, Lawrence. You sound you sound real Skip Bayless ish right now. Well, I'm just trying to listen. I'm just trying to, to cater to the people that hate Brown. All right. Because they're going to be laughing. They're going to be agreeing with it. But I don't believe none of that shit. Then the last one, most recently, the high ankle sprain. That's keeping him out now. He's 30, what, 37 years old. He's not going to heal like he was in 2003. So he has problems. Because it probably feels like it was broken. I'm assuming. He came, he came back earlier in the week, and then he re-injured a little bit, and now he, he was up, he's out the next two games. Yeah. So he's probably sitting there praying that the team gets it together. Right. So I mean, what So what do y'all think uh, about the the comment he made about the play-in and everybody saying he's a hypocrite and all this other shit? Because it's not a hypocrisy, um, him saying that the play-in is bullshit from what he said during the bubble. Right, because the thing, if he's a hypocrite, then everyone's a hypocrite because Luca hates it. Mark Cuban, who voted for it, is the most vocal person against it. So I, I don't understand. He's not a hypocrite. They're going to say, oh, it's because the Lakers are falling now. I, I don't think it would matter if the Lakers were the one seed. I think he would agree that the play-in tournament is the dumbest concept the NBA came up with. It's, the fu- it's fucking March Madness. I, I completely get it in the bubble last year. Phil and I had this conversation. I get it in the bubble because you missed out on games, so there weren't even amount of games being played, so you had to figure something out. I get it. But now... Now we've all played the same amount of games. If you are not one of the top eight teams after 72 games this season, then your season's over. I don't understand this. 
oh, well, I might have gotten in, so if I beat you one time, I get it. No, that's that's not how this works. Yeah, there were um, there was like people saying, oh, the uh, regular season hasn't been good in like forever, and this this playing tournament doesn't even doesn't help it one bit because to be competitive for the regular season, you know, there's eight spots, but adding those two extra spots for a playing tournament, it just makes the regular season even more worthless than it already is. So, I mean, Rick. I agree with like LeBron, Luke, and all of them. This shouldn't even be a thing. I hope it's not back because basically what you're saying to the league that you, you could forget about the top eight. If you're top 10, then you'll make the league. I mean, you'll make the playoffs. So it pretty much doesn't make sense to anyone at this point. Don't right. Like the, this was the COVID season last year. That's it. Right. Like there's 30 teams in the NBA and now 20 of them make the playoffs. So literally two thirds of your league is going to the playoffs now. That's dumb. <laughs> Insane. Not elite company no more, man. It makes there's no incentive to try to win basketball games. Like as long as I'm in the top ten, I get to play postseason basketball. There's somebody that got beat by like sixty the other night. The like, Thunder got smoked by yeah, the Pacers. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like yeah. fifty or something like that. And I'm like, bro, what kind? What is this? It was like 150 to 90. The Thunder like packed it up like three months ago, and they told Al Horford, "We're just not going to play it for the rest of the year." We haven't seen Charlie Gillis Alexander, and I don't know how long. No. Yeah. I was watching the Thunder game, and they had, like, all the injuries and, like, why players were out, and it was, like, this one out, like, ankle sprain, this one illness, blah, blah, blah. And this is Al Horford, old. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I, mean, it, it, I mean, this season has been pretty much a lot of injuries and COVID lists, so it's been a very shitty season for the NBA. I believe that they started way too fast. They should let the players get a, a couple more months before resting. So, I mean, this mm-hmm. is pretty much a grab season to begin with, so – it was a dumb move for the NBA to start the season that quick. Definitely, but. definitely. On top of starting as quick as they did, they put too many games on top of each other. It'd be one thing if they did it, but only like you can only play a max of two games a week, and everyone had to have X amount of off days. Like, but they they put too many games too close together, and you're seeing too many injuries now. <laughs> Man, this playing tournament, I got to see how this goes because I remember in the it was exciting in the bubble because it was intense, but. I think it's worthless now. Doesn't mean shit. Really, but it's really so dumb. So like seven plays eight and whoever wins that is locked in. Nine plays ten, whoever wins that plays the loser of the seven, eight game. Like wow, okay. Whatever. And <laughs> this isn't college. We we have series in the NBA for a reason, but right, whatever. Right. I was, uh, that shit is crazy. Do y'all think that do y'all think this series should be changed? Um, the higher you go, uh, what would be one, three, five, seven? Remember how you used to make things to change that? I I think that would make it more interesting though if the first round was one game. Yeah, that that would be fire. Like, like I like if you're gonna do something like that, like that might be cool to make the incentive because now your incentive is definitely you want to have a higher seed because you want home court, Mm -hmm. and then go up the second round. Like I said, three games, five games, and make your. I can get behind something like that, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. the, the NBA hasn't been – the TV ratings has been up and down the last couple of years. So, they, I feel like they need to change something up with the regular season and the playoffs. So, hey, something like that might be able to you know, boost ratings because they need to do something to make them mm-hmm. more watchable. Or even if they – go ahead, Phil. Yeah, it's, a, it's just been, like, highly – I mean, I haven't watched much of the season, just, like, some a lot of some teams here and there because I feel like the NBA has been unwatchable this season for the most part, mm-hmm. but they definitely need to change something. Right. And even if they feel like one game might be too much, maybe okay, go to three games. It would still make it like this way. You still have to win a series, but each game in that series matters. Like right now, with a seven game series, the home court doesn't really mean much to them. But if it's only three games, 
that home court means something to you. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure it does. For sure. But I don't know. I like the I like the best of three. I feel like seven is like like unless it's really a three three type like game seven, it really doesn't get like it doesn't do nothing for us. Like, cause the motherfuckers can go in there and get clean swept four zero. Like, I feel like best of three would be dope. And the thing with seven games is you pretty much guarantee it's always going to be the top seed because when you have like a shorter series, like something crazy could happen. You can, you know, the worst team could win when it's seven games, the best, that's why we kept seeing the Cavs versus the Warriors because you ain't beating them in seven games. It's not happening. Right. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not happening. (laughs) You you weren't beating Brown in seven and you weren't beating Steph Curry's Warriors in seven. Oh man. But uh, anybody that's tuning in right now, uh, show love in the chat, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in to IBT Sports Podcast. Uh, make sure you go and follow the network on all platforms at IBT Network. We're speaking about the NBA right now. We covered the MMA slash boxing, and we covered the NFL and all the madness going on over there. NBA is going crazy. Um, we got Braun is hurt. We got all the Clippers. Uh, lovers are convinced that they're going to win, but the Clippers have never been good ever. I don't. I can I don't get it. Um, you got you got Luca. How's Luca doing right now? He's having a good season. Are they? They're out of the playoffs though, right? No, I think they're fifth. No, yeah, they're they're yeah. in because that's why that's why Mark Cuban and them are complaining because they're like, you know, we're playing our ass off here and we're gonna have to win a stupid playing game. Right, right, right. <laughs> they're they're beating the uh, Nets right now actually with a minute left. They're up by five. And then you got um, and then you obviously got Brooklyn. Brooklyn's um. In disarray right now without James Harden, pretty much. He said he's feeling good and he should be coming back soon. So we'll, we'll see how that how that goes. So and then lastly, the real MVP, Julius Randle, New York Knicks. That boy is hooping. He go at 25, 10, and six right now. Well, I got a little you know, speech for the Knicks if I could interrupt. All right, this. all right, go ahead. Take the floor. Hope it's man. an apology. It is. <laughs> the boys, the boys are hoping, man. Clip it. Clip. <laughs> so, at the beginning of the season, I was talking with some of my Knicks fans' buddies, saying, "Oh, oh, the Knicks are going to be trash this season. They're going to draft another power forward in the draft," which obviously they did. So, <laughs> so you were right, partially. Yes, partially. So I was right about that because I wish. Side note: I wish they got Tyrese Halliburton instead of Obi Toppin, but you know. We all can't be right about everything. But I was going to say, oh, the Knicks are trash this season. There's, they're going to be the same old Knicks as of years late. Then next you know, Julius Randle goes crazy. R.J. Barrett has been showing signs of life as of right now. Mm-hmm. So, And they're doing a lot better than the Celtics at this moment. So I just wanted an issue to apology on all the Knicks fans and all the <laughs> Knicks players. So congratulations for having it. the first winning season. We Listen, we appreciate you. See, that's what we do on IBT Sports Podcast, man. That's we can admit when we're wrong, except for Neil. Neil's the yeah, only I, I was going to say, I want to say all of us. We got to get him to come around, man. Right. But the Knicks, right now, our words. the Knicks are fourth in the it, they're fourth in the East right now. When was the last time this has happened? Carmelo Anthony was there, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure they finished the season that high, but Mello, they were up Mello there. had to Mello had to guard it jumping, man. 
Yeah. My low head your guard is jumping. Okay, well, that's what that's when it happens. But no. <laughs> so what happens? Whenever you turn on your PS5 or PS4, that's when it happens. <laughs> yeah, I had the Knicks popping for years on 2K. I don't know what took them so long. Yeah, so, yeah, congratulations, Knicks, on your history. I, I apologize for my bad take in the beginning of the season. So, well, um, they're 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 balling, man. Thirty-seven and twenty-nine, fourth in the league. You got the Celtics that are going to be playing in the play-in. It looks like in 35-31. Are they, who, wait, who's the – you said the seven and the eight play and the Seven plays – yeah, seven plays eight, and the winner of that is locked into the seventh seed. So far, it would be for the East, it would be the Heat versus the Hornets. So, LaMelo Ball versus Jimmy Butler, that would be very, very interesting. And the loser of that will play the winner of the Pacers and Wizards. I hope they make the playoffs so I can go watch them. In the West, it would be the Trailblazers versus the Grizzlies at the seventh and eighth seed. And then the loser of that will play the winner of Steph Curry and the San Antonio Spurs. So, Warriors and Spurs. So, that'd be – if Curry can somehow manage his way into the playoffs, that'd be pretty dangerous. Plus, can I still just speak on the Steph Curry thing because we talked about it earlier in the year? Mm-hmm. He's he's still too good of a player to be that – like, he they should be in the playoffs. Am I, am I wrong? Am I missing something? Listen, this is what – this is what – listen, this is my thing, right? This is my thing. This is why, this is why LeBron James is the best player in. That, that's ever, that's what I'm ever saying. Maybe, maybe I'm just spoiled because I'm no. so used to that greatness. No, be, that's what it is. Like they want to put him at the same pedestal, but he's not, bro. Like KD, like KD, no, no, Kawhi, no, Paul George, no, Russell Westbrook, no, Chris Paul, maybe. Right, goes, like, that's maybe, what, like he goes he goes there and changes stuff around. But okay. Braun, when he joins a team, they're automatic top five. Yeah, like I don't, I just don't like, and I'm not automatic. saying Steph Curry's not great, but don't put him in the same breath as LeBron James. Is all I'm saying because if you put LeBron James on that Warriors team, they wouldn't be talking about a playing game. Yeah, no, they, they would be they'd be rolling right now. Side note: MVP is, I mean, Chris Paul is a dark horse MVP at the moment because. The way his, his work with the Suns, but you know he he he's got to get it. He's I'm great. sorry, he's great. I, I know we're not supposed to take past into consideration, but let's just look at his past. The Hornets were a joke organization. Chris Paul gets there and they're a, a decent team. The Clippers were a joke organization. He gets there and now they're a perennial playoff team. The Thunder were in disarray. Or I'm sorry, he went to the Rockets after that, where they were a Chris Paul injury away from taking down the 73 and 9 Warriors. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to the Thunder, where they were in disarray, and he turns them into a great playoff team. Now he goes to the Suns, and they're a, a top three team in the West. I mean, I know we're not supposed to take the pass into consideration, but this is just ridiculous at this you know, point. All the stuff this guy does. They're a game behind. They're a game behind the Jazz for the one seed. Yeah, like what? Like I know we all said that the Suns were coming this year, but did anyone bro, see that? I've been bro because I said that I said that last year. I'm like, yo, where, bro? D book is supposed to be having the like. He keeps signing back there, and they're trash. And they oh. got their piece. That's what it was. Like yeah, that, man. like CP, like see, see. I don't know, man. People like when I say stuff like that. Like I'll say, like I'll say around a bunch of fanboys that were born after 2000 that I would take Chris Paul over Curry, and they lose their minds. But he can shoot. He changed the game. He shot the three. The three has always been there. Oh, also, shout out to Rick and John in the chat. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, John's one of the the Knicks uh, fans I was talking about. Wait, you yeah. can see the chat? Yeah, the chat. Yeah, 
I'm not. I can't see it. Oh, oh wow! Bro, yeah, Otto, what's good, bro? Okay. Oh, my shit, my shit didn't refresh. That's why I'm sitting yeah, there like. Yeah, John was one of the Knicks fans I was talking about, so I definitely owe an apology to him. Let's go, Rick. Definitely. You, you got your apology, John. Yeah, I just truthfully feel like CP3 doesn't get doesn't get enough flowers. Like, I mean, we all consider him, like, great and everything, but he he is all time. Like, the, the stuff that he does – like, this is just a perfect example. Like I said, the Suns are supposed to be good this year, but nobody had the Suns the second-best team in the West. Nobody. And, and was, the only they, difference they, they, they is they added from, CP3. They were from Arizona. Right. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Who that nation over here? Black and gold. What happened? That's a, it's a mere, it's a mental level high background. So it's all right. Man, this is high tier. I'm going to run that joke to the ground. So you know. <laughs> I can't believe you said that shit <laughs> to this day. Technically, to this day. It is 15. So technically, I was. Phil, I don't want to hear it, Phil. Yeah, we <laughs> no, the whole point of it was that you was trying to say you was gonna get in the playoff with playoffs and get a mid pick. I said or right. You you literally you covered every every ground. <laughs> you said we're either gonna make the playoffs or yeah. have a mid to high draft pick. I said barely make the playoffs. So. so you're either gonna suck, have the middle <laughs> of the road record, or be good enough to make the playoffs. You covered all three grounds. There's no <laughs> there were no other options there. I didn't say it was Super Bowl. But yeah. if you get to the playoffs, you're competing for a Super Bowl. Right. I didn't think we're gonna win. I said make the playoffs. <laughs> going far in him, bro. I can't so, believe I I didn't see the the chat, bro. This whole time, bro. This whole hour, I'm sitting here like looking at it, and it wasn't changing. <laughs> you just had to refresh it real quick just to make sure. Man, the Knicks is jumping. Um, CP, can I get a CP. shout out to Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, let's. We about to talk about it right now. Carlo, Carmelo Anthony, one of the best scorers. To ever grace a basketball court, playing the NBA, he's still doing it. Um, and I got to have an I got to have an apology too, because I'm saying I was sitting there early in the season, I was talking shit about Melo. I want to apologize. You feel me? I don't care, I like it wasn't like it wasn't nothing crazy though. It wasn't nothing crazy. It was just like the whole. Some people were still saying like, like he's this. He top like people were some some people were saying he top twenty in the league, top fifteen in the league, and shit like that. Well, that's absurd. Yeah. If we're talking just pure scoring ability, I would say yes. Oh, scoring, bro, he's in a different bag. Right, like, he'll be able to he'll be able to play forever, man. Tenth all time. Is yeah, Melo was blackball. We still need an answer for that. They didn't answer for that. We need somebody to the GMs to come out under. I want to know why he was not signed Shout during that period. Because Daryl Morey smeared that man's record when he got rid of him in Houston, telling people he, he was toxic and didn't want to come off the bench, didn't want to do all this. Carmelo had to go <laughs> on first take and tell people, I, I'm being told things about myself I never knew. Well, hold on, hold on. But we got evidence. <laughs> he said, P, <laughs> they said, I got to come off the bench. Nah, right. But that was when he was in OKC. <laughs> He's talking about when he was in Houston. He said, I bought in. Next thing I know. They telling me I'm not on the team no more. Man. They're telling my agent I don't want to come off the bench, but no one's calling me. He said, he said, hey, P, he told me I gotta come off the bench. <laughs> but look at that roster. Who is he coming off the bench for? Right, right. The Thunder roster was absolute garbage at that point. <laughs> oh man. And then 
No, man, it's just been a lot of slander and just disrespect of greatness. One of my favorite players of for always, Kenny, we Kenny, we was Thunder fans while the, yep. the hype was going on. KD's still my favorite player. Russell, one of my favorite players. But, man, Russell Westbrook, he's about, what, three more triple-doubles from having the most of all time, and it probably will never, ever be touched. It'll probably take another another two generations for that record to probably get broken. Just a uh, quick thing. Russell Westbrook tonight secured the 180th, 80th triple-double oh and tied on Robertson. So next next game he'll probably break it to be honest. So that or that was a that was Sunday he would he uh he was like four away so he must have did it this week. He yep. must have tied it tonight so it'll probably be next game or the game after that. So Phil you you said um what's uh I need I need the source of this is that Scott Brooks called him the best point guard second best second best point guard of of all time. Where's that from? I believe it was ESPN or something. Yeah, he inter- it was, yeah, but I'm pretty sure you can like find him saying it. I could be wrong. Wow. But I think it was like in a press conference or something. Yeah, because they're, they're slandering a Westbrook. And then they're, they're, Scott Brooks got up and said, I'll sit up for him and saying, oh, you, we, we got to, um, I'm paraphrasing, of course, we got to mm-hmm. Russell, Russell Westbrook's career and everything he's done. He's, he's right. guy that, has, that hasn't done, there's no point guy that has, hasn't done anything like him. And I believe he's the second best point guard of all time because he's that special. I mean, I don't, I don't want to take it that far, but he is a, a godly and other otherworldly talent. But I don't think he's the second best point of all time. Right. Like I think that was a hyperbole to say he's the second best of all time, but it's not silly to put him in the conversation with those guys. Like, how could you not? Like the stuff that he's done, we're never gonna. It's probably safe to say we're never gonna see this again. Because how long has it been since Oscar Robinson was a thing like this? Or Oscar Robertson. Exactly. Was this, I like was this. being generous with two generations. Yeah, like it's just it's wild the things that Russell Westbrook does. Like, mm-hmm. I, I he takes over, and clearly you, you could tell he wasn't one hundred percent until a couple months ago because he was not the same player early in the season. But since a couple months ago, he's flipped the switch and he's back to Russell Westbrook playing at a high level. And the, I've always loved Russ, man. He's a and beast. The one knock with um, obviously Russell Westbrook that everyone has is the championships, but we had to remember that you know we have LeBron and. The Warriors were a threat. It's sometimes great players aren't going to win championships, just like with the Jordan era. We saw the Jazz didn't win any championships. Barkley didn't win any championships, and so on. So sometimes some players because are it's a team sport. It's a team sport. It's not track and field. It's not I'm swimming. So over that, that is the, so, the dumbest argument ever. I'm sure you're right, though. That's that's going to be his one knock. Well, he doesn't have a championship. He doesn't have a championship. He averaged a triple-double for how many freaking years? He has the most triple-doubles in NBA history. He has an MVP. Uh, what what else could he do? Like, win a championship? That's not just him. That's a team's effort. Well, you know. You know. It's a team effort. Because you know if you don't have a team around TB, he don't win that. If you don't have a defense, he right. don't win those. That's just how that's just how it goes. Now you can praise yeah. if the, if got, got, we didn't have the Gostowski, if we didn't have Adam Venteri. Exactly. You got all those all the pieces like that's but at the end of the day, you gotta look at the people that are saying that. They never won shit ever. They don't know anything about winning. So they're gonna sit here, they're gonna say anything to discredit Russ. Like Russ is, like you said, a worldly talent, godly talent. Like you can't deny his greatness. No more. 
time, right? And John makes a great point in the chat. You can't forget how Westbrook stuck it out in OKC too. He was he was gonna stay in OKC like he like how Dame is with Portland. Like he was gonna stay there, but then yeah. when he sees that OKC is ready to blow it up, like the OKC did him the favor and said we're gonna ship you out of here. It wasn't like Russ was sitting here being one of these you know get me out of get me out of here. No, Russ was saying I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna see this thing through. At yeah. some point though, I'm getting older. I tried to see it through. You guys got to blow it up. I'm not here for another blow up. Like I already said through one. Yeah. But he's going to like, you're going to, he's going to sit back and he's going to probably be like, damn, like regardless, he probably don't care. Brody, Brody don't care. Like he probably sitting there like, you see him in interviews. He's like, so. Right. What, what is like, what does he have to prove? Right. Triple double. He's like, if it was, if it's so easy, why is it nobody else doing it? That's that's the it's a point where it's it's not it's meaningless. Oh, it's easy in today's game. Oh, it's easy. Then how come no one else ever done it, bro? He had he had fourteen, twenty four, and twenty one. What? On a consistent basis, like four games in one week and four games on the Wizards. On the on the Wizards, but they what are they? Aren't they about to get in the playoffs? No, I think they're like way below. The, I, no, I think not, the, no. He's got yeah, ten. Yeah, the he's, he's got them in the play-in. He got the play-in. Listen, and, and the games ain't over yet. Listen, this, see this is this game situation left, right? where I'd be aggravated if I'm a, yeah if I'm if I'm a eight seed or seven seed. Do you want to see Russell Westbrook right now? I don't. Right, but one game. They're half a game behind the Pacers, so that, they can easily make that up. Mm-hmm. That's a, do do, do I want to see Russell Westbrook in one game? I don't. I don't. And they got a they got a um. He's playing them Saturday. Yeah. Plus, they they can easily win that game against the Pacers. Miles Turner is hurt. Sabonis is hurt. Brogdon's been in and out of the lineup. They're in over. They're in overtime right now with the Raptors. One seventeen. One fifteen. They can definitely pass the Pacers if they get that opportunity for sure. Yep. And then you got they got to play the they got to play the Hawks twice back to back. And then they gotta go play the Hornets for the last game. Ooh. For the last they might, game, they might have to play that's the gonna, too. That's gonna be West, nuts. Westbrook versus Lamelo in the playoffs. Woo! So if they beat the Hawks twice, that helps you guys out too, Phil. If they go and beat the, the if the Wizards go beat the Hawks twice, Please. back to back. You guys see John's question. Do you think that if Brad Beal and Russell Westbrook get hot and they win the play-in game, could they do what the Heat did last year? That's a good question. My answer is no, because they'll probably only get an eight seed. And like I said earlier, when it's a seven-game series, the best team always wins. It's a great story. You got to play the Sixers and shit. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it. I just don't see it. You got to play. You got to either. You're gonna have to play the Sixers, the Nets, or the the Bucks. Yeah. Plus, like I, the Wizards right now is basically a two man show with Russell Westbrook and, and Bradley Beal. For them, for order for them to make that run, they need like better depth players, like how the Heat had with Jay Crowder, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and we, you don't have that much talent there in DC because it's Westbrook and Bradley Beal carrying that team on their shoulders. Uh, shout out to Luca. He just took down the Brooklyn Nets. Nope. So that helps out a little bit, I guess, right? With whoever needs help. I don't think it matters. Maybe the Bucks to move up the second. Right. I think they're close, I believe. 
the Bucks. Oh yeah, they're only they're only uh one game behind the Mets and then two three games behind the Sixers, so they can definitely move up to that one spot if the Bucks wanted to. It all depends on the Mets and it's basically like the same thing I said before throughout the season. Health is going health and defense are going to be two top things for the the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Harden, Harden and KD has been dealing with injuries the whole year, and if that bothers them in the playoffs, they might they could easily be knocked out in the second round or the conference finals. So it all depends on how they perform. All right, I got a question. It's not trivia, but it's kind of trivia. <laughs> Can y'all name somebody that had a quadruple double in NBA history? Open ended at that. I'm not giving no. This is the question. They'll David? probably tell me Wilt did it. David Robinson? What about you, Kenny? They'll probably try to tell me that Wilt Chamberlain did it. So you're going to say Wilt Chamberlain? Yeah. Final answer. Phil is right. David Robinson was one of them. Nice. Yeah. I, I'll take that. Hakeem, Hakeem Dream, uh, Hakeem the Dream, and then Alvin Robinson, and then Nate uh, Thurmond. I'm seeing uh, that. Sort of I'm four people. Four people have done it once. See, I, I believe all of them. Would you say so? I, I'm taking that as a trivia one. I don't care. That, that's. He said. He said one. Kenny. Kenny like fifteen and one now. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my one loss. <laughs> I don't know. We talking about triple doubles and shit. I was just curious. I think it's just cool. But we got uh, we got anything else? Shout out to John in the chat, man, for being interactive today. Shout out to Rick. Otto in here too. Oh, we can talk about um, who do we see um as teams that are over overhyped coming into playoffs, or who do we see as a dark horse coming going into the NBA playoffs and stuff like that. Um. Shit. Sorry, Utah. Right. That I think the most overhyped, overrated team going to the playoffs is obviously the Utah Jazz. Hey, I mean, man. obviously not a good regular season, but you know, the way but that the, I was gonna say the Suns if they're further down and they've been balling all season. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go with old boy. I'm gonna go with old boy. <laughs> ja. That boy Ja, man. Yeah, Jim. I'm gonna go with him. He's one of my favorite players right now. That boy said, he said, I'm top five. <laughs> right on TNT. T, uh, TNT. Yeah. Shaq said, what? He said, all right, I like it. I like it. So talk, I'm not mad at it either. They they definitely needed Darren Dar- Jackson to come back in order for them to have a chance. You they, said who? Darren Jackson. Oh, you I thought he said, I thought he said Jared Jack. I was about to say, what? <laughs> he coming out 45? <laughs> Yeah, nah, he not. He probably like thirty something now. He, he's doing a Jackie Moon thing where he's like, coaching, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Darren Jackson is back. He's back. So they, that's they, good. Dylan Brooks has been playing well. They they need everyone to come. They need Brandon Clark to play a lot better than he is right now if they want to make a, a run. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like the Grizzlies. The Suns is. I think Portland. Go ahead. Uh, the Suns. I mean, I know they're the number two seed, probably the number one seed, but. Just like Kenny mentioned earlier, they're not getting enough love, and they could easily be a team that could take it um, to the conference finals or even the NBA finals if given the chance. Or um, depends on circumstances. Yeah, I, I feel like Portland doesn't get enough recognition either because like people forget what Dame does in the playoffs. Like, like there's Dame and there's playoff game. Like, if, I, if I'm a team, I don't want to see the Trailblazers in the playoffs. I I do not want to match up against them. 
Yeah. I mean, they also um there's reports that the coach could be on the hot seat if they don't make the playoffs or underperforms in the playoffs, which I don't think is the right move because I love Terry Stotts as coach. And so mm-hmm. they, I think what the GM needs to be fired or some you guys need to build a better team around Lillard because he's doing his all. Mm-hmm. I, it's sad to say, but in order to get those pieces, McCullum might have to go. Nurkic Just gonna say that, yep. Nurkic can't stay healthy, so he has to probably go. And Cantor's been one of the best rebounders in the league as of late, so he might have to go. You just got to put a better team around Dame to compete against LeBron and the Lakers and other teams. So, I completely agree. Like you said, like, in theory, a big three of Dame, Nurkic, and McCollum sounds great. But we've seen that Dame and McCollum can't do it on their own, and Nurkic is never healthy. So you got to blow it up, but you got to keep Dame. You got to do something. Plus, I mean, Melo has been like one of the sole bright spots on that team besides Lillard. They just got to do something because firing Terry Stotts isn't the answer because that's going to make I, I, if I'm Damon Lillard I know that would make me pissed because I know how much he likes him as a coach so mm-hmm. it, something's got to change in Portland because I mean if if you do end up facing Portland in the playoffs that's a matchup I would take personally especially if you're the one or two seed because we know just isolate Dame let him do his thing and then worry about the rest because we know the rest of the team is not going to show up as much as Dame right but if I'm like the Utah Jet well Obviously, if I'm the Jazz, I'm not worried about. It. But like, if I'm a looking at outside in, like, because I think the Jazz are overhyped, I personally think that Portland Dame gets hot, they could take down the Jazz. Yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah. But if it's like the, you know the Lakers, Clippers, or I think the Suns could give them a run for their money. But like, like the higher I mean, echelon, I can't wait for the Clippers to get eliminated. So I can. <laughs> I can't wait for the Clippers to lose tonight without Brown playing. <laughs> but because play, I, play, I want, play, I want it. They're, they're playing right now. Oh, okay. I might have to, might have to tune into that. Might have to tune into that. But uh, Clippers fans, I'm telling you right now, if you lose tonight, I don't want to hear nothing anymore for the rest of the season. I don't care what happens. If you lose to the Lakers without LeBron James, you can never talk ill on the Lakers ever again. Because <laughs> you have everybody playing tonight. Kawhi's on the court and uh, PG's on the court, so I don't want to hear nothing. Right. Um, any anything? Any last words though, or any other topics y'all wanna y'all wanna hit here? Or we wrap it up. Wrap it up, then. Any? Uh, do we have any predictions for who's gonna make the playing tournament, or do we like it how it is right now? Um, for or down the road. Um, for the eight seed for the West, um, I could see, I could see it staying as is. Um, or I could see the Warriors sneaking in. Yeah, I I see or the Grizzlies stay at eight, or the Warriors sneaking and somehow, or they get that opportunity because the Blazers got to play the Grizzlies. As of right now, Warriors play the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, I love John Morant, but I I just I see something in my uh, like bones are feeling. Steph Curry's gonna sneak into the playoffs somehow. It's just the way he's been playing. They need Uber, they need Kelly Oubre to be healthy, but I just feel like. Some way, somehow, Steph is going to will that team or himself in that matter to get into the playoffs. I just yeah, like, you, I you just brought you just made me think of something, right? Kenny was talking about it earlier, right? Could you imagine if, Le, like, say we switch Curry and LeBron, right? Say we switch them, near those follow and all that other shit, and Bron did all of that. He did all that dominating. He teamed up with KD, got another one. And then it's 2021. 
and you fighting for your life in a playing tournament, what would they say about Braun? And that the nine seed with six games left. Listen, they're already bad mouthing Brown this year because the Lakers are close to playing, and he ain't played half the season. <laughs> you know, like, like, still, I, th- I, mean, I was just thinking about that, there. like because at one point they were literally like Curry is better than Braun. At one point, people were saying that with straight faces because he got the back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, Bales have a field day with that, you know, in a heartbeat. It's nonsense, bro. This is complete nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. Right. It, instead, what they're they're praising Steph Curry, saying, "Look at how he's willing this team." Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. It's not like they're a bad team. Right. Like they have pieces. If you're this great, it should you, you should be in the playoffs. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just different. Just imagine when Clay Thompson comes back. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I understand they're missing Clay. Like, I, I truly, I do get that. But with the roster that Steph has around him, there's no way that this team shouldn't be like solidified in the playoffs. Right. Nonsense, nonsense. But all right, man. Any last words? Wise words for the people that are tuning in. Oh, I'll go something. Yeah, shout out to Kenny, man. Another life, another life event is out here. He's out here going crazy. Oh, Insurance about to be calling you, bro. You got a new life event. Yeah, I sound like an adult. I sound like a super adult and shit. I ain't know nothing about no life events until I got my my most recent job. Yeah. Also, just that up. We can play some kickball on Monday. You know, trying to build that IBTE chemistry up. So. What happened? Did you get the W? That's all. That's all we care about. We did not. Oh, but it, it was no fault. It was through no fault of our own. <laughs> Our our our, the, our team is a little a little co-ed? challenged. Yeah. Okay. 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 Our team our team was a little challenged. So, you know. The field was more challenged than our team. Wait, what happened? Did y'all was drinking? No, it wasn't even that, bro. Everyone was so they just you know people can't catch balls. Oh, and they, they don't know what base to throw it to. Wait, this look like you talking about Phil? No, I'm not oh. talking about Phil. No, no, oh, Phil, yeah. Phil was out here just. Phil, Phil, Phil played well for because it, it's not just like regular kickball. Like there's actually like some some rules and stuff in there. So yeah. Phil did well for his first time being out there. But yeah. people who've been on the team for multiple seasons still can't catch a pop fly. Oh man! Bow, bow, bow! We send shots on IBT Sports Podcast, right? <laughs> oh, oh man, Lawrence! Woo! Wow. I mean, like we They're we bad. had a guy. Yeah, I, I play first, okay? We we had a guy out by about three steps at first, okay? Sick. Like like literally, I caught it. I was about to throw the ball around before the printer got the base. I'm safe. I said, what? Wow. So, the next inning, so we're we're kicking and now we're running and we're we're safe by about three steps, not even close. Out. So, oh man, this is not good. You ever had one he of must. Those, he must have been promised beer after. Right. You ever had one of those moments where you have to hold your competitiveness in? Like I, 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 I was trying to do that pretty much the whole day because Kenny was like, "Oh, when we're driving up there, <laughs> we're, we're playing against the best team in the league, so obviously we want this competitive competitiveness out there." But some of the calls the refs made, just like because there was one play where I'm driving around first and I slide for uh, to, to go to second. The person drops the ball in front of the ref, and I get on yeah the, tag the base. And then they called me out. I wanted to yell at the ref so badly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because I, I'm terrible with that, bro. I would have been – it's like – it's it's fun. It's recreational. 
But yeah, at the same but... time, you're like, like I can't help it, bro. Like, right, because so I'm, I'm keeping score, yeah, so I do yeah. still want to win. Like, yeah, yeah, like I, I was thinking the whole time, like when they called me, I was like, "This is my first time. I don't want to embarrass Kenny." He, he, invited, me. <laughs> he invited me. He invited me today and shit last minute. I like, want to blow up in front of the ref. I was like, I'm gonna walk out. Are you serious? What is this? What are you doing? What yo? Where are you from? <laughs> but man, um, but man, we appreciate everybody for that's tuned in. Um, I want to thank Kenny and Phil uh, for being consistent with me again this week. Uh, like I said, shout out to Kenny again, another huge life event. Um, and this concludes another episode of IBT Sports Podcast. Make sure you go and follow all content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at IBT Network. We appreciate y'all. Y'all have a wonderful night. Boom. Boom. Oh. Yeah.